Namaskar, everybody. Uh, we're going to be talking today about India's jump in the Doing Business Report for 2018 with Vijay Chandra. Uh, it is Friday, November 3, and you're listening to Drishti Talk. Hi, Vijay. Delighted to have you on the show today. Hi, Chirag and all the Drishti uh, folks. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you guys are. <laughs> yeah, covering wherever you are in the world. By way of introduction, so uh, the World Bank released its report, uh, or what, they, what it calls the yearly doing business report for 2018, breaking into the top 100 countries for doing business for the first time since the report started being published sometime in 2000. So let's let's do a quick overall we know that they, they are a result of a lot of structural reform that's been happening in India for the last couple of years. Uh, but, but how reflective do you feel is it in terms of actual business environment in India? I mean, it's, we just need to uh, go slightly back. Uh, I would like to uh, clarify a few things. Uh, one, uh, many people had this doubt that uh, only two cities are ranked and uh, the ranking may not be reflective of the entire country. Uh, but I feel personally that uh, we should be uh, happy that uh, two cities are being covered at least for the past uh, from past three four years, because earlier there was only one city that used to uh, be the reflective state, uh, and also there are uh, sixteen different cities uh, are ranked in the on the doing business within India itself. But I don't think they are considered for the ranking. Uh, so that's one part. Uh, coming to your query about uh, reflective of ground situation in India. I mean, we should also look at uh, various places uh, on various parameters these rankings are done. Starting a company, uh, paying taxes, etc. So, I mean, there have been an improvement at various places. Uh, like, for example, uh, Ministry of Corporate Affairs has uh, a single window sort of thing to open a new company today. Uh, so, on the ground also, there has been considerable amount of activity that has gone. In. And uh, folks who say that would rankings be considered for investments and all, uh, we, we should also look at the amount of FDI that has come into this country for the past three years and that really shows that uh, foreign investors are also uh, showing the confidence by the reforms that are being undertaken by the government. So if that is the barometer, I think they have done uh, extremely well. As I have written or as I always been tweeting, this is a never-ending journey because all the countries are uh, trying to reform their uh, doing business rankings the processes at the same time. So everyone is actually competing against the other to improve upon their doing business ranking so that they can get uh, more FDI. So they're going in the right direction and uh, it is just the start. 100 is just the start. I think uh, we should hopefully uh, be in the top 50 by 2020. That's what the target is. That's what uh, Arun Jaitley mentioned in his speech when he was uh, discussing the report as well. I, I also want to add here that out of 190 countries, I think the number 160, 170 countries that had only two cities, you know, one to two cities in the ranking. So it's not India was treated abnormally compared to other countries or something like that. And to your point about, you know, at the end of the day, rank is something that's reflective of not just what you are doing as a country, but also what other people are doing. So if other people are doing well, your rank may not move up, even though you're, you know, your Rosco might and vice versa. Sometimes you'll see a jump in ranking even a few spots because, uh, you know, the countries around your, you know, your ranking have dropped down due to some reason as well. That being said, 
said, a 30 rank jump is is quite phenomenal, right? In fact, it is one of the highest jumps we've ever witnessed. Uh, so the same people who are uh, today criticizing or saying that th- these rankings do not matter, I just want to ask one query. Uh, would you have spared the government if the ranking was 131 instead of 100 this time? They would have castigated the government to say that, look, World Bank also is saying so. I mean... You can't have it both ways. Uh, of course not. Yeah. Uh, one additional point in terms of the ranking, and this is more for our listeners, uh, the, the distance to frontier score. And I think this is an, an interesting number specifically because while the ranking, as we just discussed, is not just reflective of what you are doing, but also reflective of what other people are doing. Frontier score in the, and the frontier is that economy that would exist that performed the best in every category since 2005. So that's how it's rated. Um, then that economy would score 100. And compared to that, it ranks all the other economies, how close they are to that perfect improvement, right? Um, so here as well, India saw a quite a substantial improvement of about, I think, four and 4.7 points, so to speak, where we are ranked a little above 60, where 100 is the, the benchmark. So DTF is also, I mean, just to explain, the closer you are to 100, it means that the closer you are to the international best practice. So that's, so that's what the Doing Business Report actually uh, mentions very clearly. The DTF... In 2012 report, which is basically means as of June 1st, 2011, uh, we were at 52.41. From there, we have moved all the way up to 60, which is a good jump. And we have uh, we have made a considerable amount of progress uh, on the DTF score uh, across all the parameters on which these business rankings are actually measured. So I think this is good. Yeah, out of the 10 indicators, we've had substantial improvements in DTF score of seven of them, which I think is quite huge. And out of the 52 to 60 jump that you just mentioned, more than almost half of it came in the last year in terms of raw ranking. So again, just for context as well, the DTF score of China is at 65 and the DTF score of our region. Uh, is 53 so and we are at 60 so we're the higher end of of our regional averages yeah yeah. i mean maybe in in our region if we just remove india i don't know what would be the dtf score think in that direction so I want to touch on a couple of the specific indicators. Let's start with taxes, right? DTF score in terms of paying taxes went up 18 points, which is huge. And in terms of raw ranking, we were at 172 out of 190. We jumped to 119. This is quite a huge uh, improvement. That's right. You also need to uh, look at the efforts that have gone in. The caveat here is that the GST is not even considered because the report is as of June 1st. Yeah, this does not include the indirect tax reform at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to pay taxes, the time has been reduced from 241 hours to 214 hours. They have a way of measuring it. The government of India has reduced the total number of payments to be made from 25 to 30 in a particular year. They have enabled electronic registration and returns for ESIC, which is basically employee state insurance matters and employee provident fund contribution. So all these steps taken together has really helped uh, paying taxes to move from 172 to 119. And uh, going forward uh, with the GST and the changes that they're still bringing it as it's a work in progress, uh, we should see a a good rank, uh, improvement in rank. Correct. And in fact, already uh, we've had some statements, you know, international publications and agencies like the World Bank already when GST was introduced as to how critical it was in terms of structural reform to make business easier in India. And while a lot of comments regarding GST are are still comments that are reflective of the teething period 
which is what we're still in uh, it's absolutely anticipated that the next time you know the ranking would be frozen which would be june 1 2018 we will have had almost 11 months of gst in operation that's right i mean rankings and non rankings separate gst is one sort of a reform where the entire country has come together as one pass with the gst reform implemented it without there are some teething troubles but we should not look it in the time frame of one year two year it is a generational change and it would have a very good impact over a period of five years you will see the impact of gst uh, on indian economy uh, which would be a huge uh, huge impact let's talk a little bit now about uh, insolvency and i bring this up because the insolvency uh, regulations that were brought about last year were hailed as huge reform i i guess i think a lot of people don't fully get why it's so important uh, because it's something that actually only kicks in when something goes wrong right but again here within insolvency we saw a ranking rise from 136 to 103 so again touching into the 100 and the dtf score going up by 8 points insolvency and bankruptcy court uh, is very important at multiple levels because uh, without this insolvency board being created without the insolvency professionals being recognized i mean it used to be a long process if, if people remember it used to be something called as bifr and all those things which which used to take a lot of time and there there is a very clear cut Uh, as part of this insolvency and bankruptcy code uh, the clear cut timelines uh, the processes that needs to be followed uh, and how companies can be wound up they uh, companies are taken over so these sort of things have been very important because uh, one of the things when ease of doing business is just not only Uh, starting the business but it also in- involves if something goes wrong closing your business how fast is it to close your business so i think this is where this entire uh, actually uh, co- code comes into play and it is one of the major steps that that really helped again as you said uh, we moved from 136 to 103 and going forward if you see some active cases uh, being undertaken under this code i mean it, it would have been implemented uh, it would have been used this year and we'll see how how things how ranking on this on this front of Yeah so the the insolvency board was just formulated recently again one of the first uh, you know action items that they did was to try and build uh, accreditation as you mentioned of insolvency professionals who would then you know be the people responsible to handle uh, different cases and there's a certification process and I think it was earlier this year and I'll link to these things in the show notes where uh, you know the the board started recognizing agencies that were then um, had enough certified professionals that they could then become certified insolvency companies and so and as you mentioned shutting down a company and dealing with that process and that includes everything from dealing with the creditors and making sure the the assets and liabilities are are taken care of or as best as possible um you know these are really critical things which you don't see it when the law is passed you know you don't really fully understand that and we are, as you mentioned we are still in the first couple of years of this board being created and the process being smoothened out as we just mentioned they did well in 7 out of 10 categories so we're not going to go through each one of them uh, but there's one that i just wanted to raise because uh, we broke into the top 5 countries in dealing with shareholders rights which i think was fascinating to me because um, of all the things in the world that you would think we would do really well on it was dealing with especially minority shareholders rights which basically means if you're a minority shareholder in a company we have one of the best protections in the world i don't know it, it just seemed uh, like a real outlier to me especially since we're in the top 5 in the world uh, compared to everything else where we're, we're you know we're, we're working our way up into the hundreds yeah it was because uh, i mean i can just take a guess and also as mentioned is basically uh, we have created lot of transparency uh, particularly related to the interested party transactions shareholder protection and now even independent directors are also i think if i'm not mistaken action can be taken and claims can be put against them it's just not moving into the top four i mean we have 
we were at 13 particularly in the protecting minority investors so from 13 we have moved to four so it is as i said it's like a continuous movement i mean just to compare china on protecting minority investors this is a very interesting thing okay china is at 119 on that particular fact and new zealand which is overall uh, number one it is in the second position so it seems that we are doing good in that area it's almost bizarre to see that we are in the top five in this one item Okay, let's talk quickly about a couple of indicators where we didn't do so well. And and Arun Jaitley also raised this when he was discussing the rankings and stuff. Uh, one of which is uh, enforcing co- uh, contract and the other one is dealing with the uh, property. This is an interesting one because again, this is not entirely a policy issue, right? Part of it is policy and then part of it becomes sort of is, is the domain of the judiciary, right? So that that's... It is not only judiciary, but registering property would not be much. Uh, it would be more at a state government level. And, but there is a lot of work happening even in the registering property now what all governments are trying to do is uh, a long process but there is a lot of digitization of land records and registration of property particularly i can give an example of karnataka where i stay uh, recently they have uh, come out with uh, you need not go to a particular registrar office to register your property you can go to any place because they are all linked to it uh, there are steps being taken but they have to be done at a state level long one on enforcing contracts yes uh, there's huge backlog cases and uh, uh, various levels of judicial process that we need to uh, uh, go through but even on the enforcing co- contracts they have done some changes but this impact we need to see how the world bank will rank them going uh, over a period of time government has actually what you call established some dedicated commercial uh, courts and also uh, for folks who really want to look at uh, the backlog of cases uh, uh, in India, they should, uh, we have recently launched last year or this year, I'm not clear, something called as National Judicial Data Grid, like e-court, where you can see exactly uh, what are the cases that are pending across all the courts and all, uh, in the country. There is a huge uh, backlog of positions that also need to be filled uh, at various levels of the judicial. We hope that we should be uh, at least moving to 150 next year, something which we can uh, aspire for. But this is a long-term, uh, what I call it, as steps that they need to do. Sure. And I think, I mean, in terms of the judiciary, you, you mentioned various items that are being done. I think the one thing now that's pending is let's clear the backlog. You know, the, ju- the judiciary's topic alone, by the way, is it's a, it's a topic for an entire episode by itself. But within the context of this conversation, definitely the, the appointments, which I think is, is getting smoothened out a little bit over the last few months, but the backlog of cases and then the influx of new ones and dealing with them is, is taking a very long time. There was an order, in fact, from the Supreme Court uh, earlier this year, and I'd written about that a little bit, where they had instructed that all lower courts, magistrate courts, district courts, and so on, uh, you know, had to clear any cases that were more than five years by December 31st. Unfortunately, we don't know how far that's reached because there are no statistics openly available about. But at least there is. there seems to be some activity in the region. And, you know, one again, one hopes that uh, this is something they start acting on. But naturally, you know, when we have cases that are five and ten years old in the backlog, uh, um, these are not things that will clear out uh, in a year's time. We kind of touched on this already, but uh, let's talk about the impacts of of such a jump. Uh, you mentioned uh, things like FDI and so on. Now, mind you that you know we've had a steady increase in 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 FDI as a foreign direct investment coming in over the last few years anyway, just on the basis of the reforms themselves, right? Now that the World Bank has sort of put a little bit of a check mark next to that and said, okay, yeah, we're happy with the reforms. We as economists believe that what India is doing is good. How do you see the the impact of this report affecting, of course, things like FDI and investor confidence, but even other... Uh, the report ranking was 
was at 100 or whatever ranking it may be uh, world over uh, we are one of the bright spots uh, india is, has been one of the um, bright spots for a long time uh, even for the coming few decades it is going to be one of the bright spots with a large uh, young young population uh, who will be who's going to have a lot of disposable income in their hands so you will see people will i mean this ranking is going to be like icing on the cake Uh, there have been lot of reforms that have been done for example fipb that foreign investment promotion board that sort of thing was removed and it is being done at a individual ministerial level online you can track and the prime minister himself uh, is regularly tracking high value projects uh, where they are being stuck every month or through the pragati and his meetings with the chief secretaries the departmental secretaries and all so to clear the bottlenecks for projects and all so everything is uh, basically set and once this gst impact once we settled on you will see the economy is ready for take off and foreign investors or companies who would like to come in they would uh, like to be uh, in india to uh, take it forward i mean to 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 take part in this growth uh, economic growth so i i think ranking we can say that it is like an icing on the cake it also shows our bureaucracy that you do uh, a systematic approach uh, towards reforming the business processes of the government the ranking automatically improves uh, do you feel like this at the end of the day companies will look at the reform directly uh, the ranking as you mentioned is an icing um, how do you feel this if if at all impacts say, the startup market which is getting a lot of focus you know from the government today already where and you know a lot of the items within the report as well do address that you know things like acquiring property as you mentioned we talked about enforcing contracts because these are the kind of uh, you know trouble startups have compared to the bigger ones you know the bigger companies it is just not only those two uh, then you have your uh, company formations your you have your ib protection if you have seen Uh, there is a new one uh, many people i think that is not even covered and in these ranking the government has put in the budget uh, some uh, amount of money to be given to sidbi which will act like, which will form joint ventures with the private vc firms and that actually fund startups uh, to something like a fund of fund and deepam has recently been launched and there's a entire startup india policy that is uh, a matter of faith uh, government is saying that because startups can be innovative uh, they can provide more jobs there is a separate policy altogether for them but as you said the closing of a company uh, enforcing contracts and start setting up of a firm those things will definitely matter even in, in, in. Uh, you raised this in in your piece as well and i just wanted to quickly talk about it which is the government's own ease of doing business rankings that is doing for the different states right the most current rating which is the rating as of i think 1st november delhi is ranked 20 and while we don't have a direct ranking for for mumbai we have maharashtra ranking which is ranked 5 i find that interesting because the the two cities that form the benchmark for india's ranking overall are not exactly our first and second in terms of internal rankings of that that is fine even as for world bank rankings also if you see overall among 16 cities that have been surveyed you will find if i am not mistaken it was dudhiana which has which was ranked one okay overall on the rankings on state uh, we should not look at a particular date because we should wait for the the uh, report to be published this is because uh, the state governments st- start uploading their uh, the reforms that they have been carried out uh, how it needs to be uh, so it, it is based on as of that day ranking so 
so we should wait for the last day of submission of all things and then when the government comes out with the report we should wait and look for it but what what uh, the most important point uh, folks need to understand is earlier days we never used to have this sort of uh, transparent mechanism or there is a competition among states to see where they are benchmarked or where they are ranked again so it has been a systematic way uh, the government uh, and ministry of commerce under uh, nirmala sitaraman ji that for tipp they have gone ahead and what they have done basically come out with uh, they have created workshops they have come out with every year uh, they are ranking the states uh, which need what states need to be informed uh, to reform and to uh, we today report if i am not mistaken they are trying a, a, a twinning concept where the best performing states uh, are being twinned with uh, with with a uh, state which has uh, lower on the reform rankings like for example i think andhra pradesh is going to be twinned with kerala telangana with tripura so 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 that the best practices can be shared and uh, lessons can be uh, tra- lessons learned can be transferred to them so that uh, end of that day the entire country we follow uh, similar same, same best practices uh, so that it is just not only for the ranking but it has been a systematic approach to improve the uh, business condition in each state and one big change would also be uh, taxation so with most of the indirect taxes on most of the product coming as part of gst that sort of a thing now creates uh, almost a level playing field uh, across all states now each state is going to compete on uh, the best way to provide uh, a single window permissions policies to improve business to get more business into their particular state thereby providing jobs and improving that so it is going to be a uh, interesting fight among the states That's, uh, and everyone would love to win let's see yeah this is what the you know the government keeps talking about the competitiveness or, or improving the competitiveness between states i think a lot of times people don't fully comprehend the complexity that is our yeah. uh, governance even things as simple as what falls under state what falls under center what's concurrent and how they work together um and that's that's not even factoring in the politics of everything right like that's another matter entirely so even even as we were talking about for example the registration of properties and we had they notified for example the rera act which is the real estate reform earlier this year uh, also despite the fact that the center did their bit in forming the policy and deciding all this stuff uh, again it requires the states themselves to notify it because again this is an item of that falls under state government and and it didn't happen right away right it took quite some time before states started getting on board with setting up the the rera boards in the individual states who would handle all this registration and things like that um so again that's the reason why some of these things take so much longer between you know an act getting passed somewhere um and its actual implementation because not everything is handled by the center and this this makes things a little bit more complicated which i which is why i think the the competitiveness between the states as you mentioned uh, you know when it becomes a level playing field so now i can't just charge 1% lower tax and think all the business is coming to me right i actually have to provide services and infrastructure and uh, land and whatever else Uh, power and all these things i have to get all of that stuff done because that's what's going to attract a business to my state right and i think that that's important okay finally the government also announced it and everybody believes that uh, that india is expected to to hit up 50 in the next 3 years somewhere around 2020 do you do you feel this is this is extremely realistic or it's extremely uh, ambitious 
uh, once you have uh, a goal or a target uh, we would ensure that uh, steps are taken to achieve it whether we will be at 45 in 2020 or 14 in 20 or we would be at 55 as long as we are uh, on track to improve our doing business ranking in 190 countries i mean we need, we have a target the prime minister himself has, uh, from from the top if uh, the target has been set i mean we would we would work towards the target if there is no target then we don't work it's like we will be going anywhere like if you have seen uh, what was the ranking i mean from 2007 8 8 all these rankings were always coming but we were always 131 changes that have to be done by bringing in new laws changing business processes it takes time but that that is the beauty of it have a target and then aim for it reach it. if you are in the top 50 make sure you happy even if you are at 55 i will still be happy um yeah i'm obviously i'm asking this question to you but i want to be clear i think the government's done something very interesting uh, which changed earlier this year which is where you know we moved away from these five year plans and now we have these three year action plans and you know longer term 20 year 15 20 year vision plan one of the items in this action plan isn't let's become the top 50 right but the items in the action agenda are hey let's get our enforcing contract strategy in place let's get our registration prop of property easier uh, let's reach single window clearance in every possible state let's get the competitiveness of the states let's get gst these are the kind of action items based on international best practices and what works for our economy that we set consequence of it as we mentioned would becomes the icing on the cake which is as a result of this our ranking will go up right uh, but the idea of course is that we we do these actions because they're better for economy not just you know purely as a ranking and and also it is not being done only at mumbai and or at delhi level every state is actually part and parcel of this entire process so uh, by 2020 if, are, if 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 we are at 50 that means there would have a lot of changes that would have happened even at the state level any final points you wanted to add something we didn't go over or or something like that it's like we wish we should see that 100 is just a starting point if you look at 142 which was in 2015 ranking and, and 2018 we are at 100 and uh, we would like by 2020 we want to be at 50 we are at almost at a midway mark so we still have half the distance to cover and uh, i hope folks uh, vote uh, mr modi back to power in 19 so that we should we all would be happy to see that more steps are taken okay well thank you so much vijay for for getting on with us and talking to us about the the report uh, i will link to the piece that you wrote uh, but if you can also share your twitter handle where people can follow you yeah uh, it is center of right so i will link to that as well um once again thank you so much thanks shirad nice talking to you good day